Hi everyone! Welcome to another episode of Cremas en Coquito. I hope everyone's doing good, still feeling healthy, happy, safe. We had a good weekend. We had some birthday celebrations with friends and couples, and we had good conversations. Ho enjoyed the feminine energy. Oh yeah, that was really good. Thank you for inviting me out to your friend's birthday outing. We took advantage and did a double kill two birds with one stone. Oh, that was good. Yeah, and your Day parents night. and your and your parents Smash came over to watch mm-hmm. to watch the Mai, which is always pretty good for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Cute. I appreciate that. I don't take that for ah. granted because um, one thing that was common was all the other husbands had to stay home because um, they didn't have anybody to watch kids. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact that we had somebody. And I can be around there and soak up that feminine energy because it's not too um, too (laughs) much, too many times I get to feel that vibe and I get to be in my element because um, usually females do meet you with a lot of... Aggression? Yeah, aggression. I would say masculine energy. That's what I would sum it up to. But um, it is good seeing other women who can agree, disagree argue or debate and it's not like and keep their femininity exactly so that was good <laughs> the weekend was really good i enjoyed their um conversations and i'm looking forward to some other outings yeah sounds good okay so today's topic basically pockets versus love mm. is there such a thing to most people Go with someone they love rather than how much they can make. And is that a good strategy in marriage? So what do you think? My take on this is when you first meet someone, you tend to be in love. You tend to follow your feelings. You tend to follow your emotions more than logic. You also got to look at what age it is that you find somebody that you're about to be serious with because earlier you look at love later on in life you look at what's more realistic and what's more practical when we're talking about us it was earlier for us we were more on the the love phase um i would say where we enjoyed each other we had a common goal we had goals period we knew where we wanted to go Yours may have differed from mine, but when you when you really think about it, we had common goals. We knew that we wanted to move forward. We knew that we wanted a house, per se. We knew we wanted a certain lifestyle for our child. We knew that we wanted to have children eventually, no matter um, if we spoke about it, it was in the air or when that happened. We knew that eventually, after we enjoyed our, our freedom, per se, that we, there would be a time where we would settle down and we would have kids. So I would say, like, we had the same fundamental values. So when you talk about pockets versus, you said, logic. Love. Versus love. Um, I would say to go for the pockets, right? The pockets is the is a smart thing to go, go for. Go for the pockets and you'll end up at love. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I would say go for the pockets is is 
go for the pockets is definitely it, right? But when you think about it, going for the pockets comes with a connotation of you're going to take advantage of the person or you're going to put that as a primary mission or the primary thing that you look at. And that does a certain thing to the opposite person. Well, I think Tina Turner said it best when she said, What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Really, what's love got to do with it? Okay, so mm-hmm. if you found someone you have chemistry with, yes. would you choose love over a guy who can provide? Right? So that was the context. Yes. All right, so if I have chemistry with you, would I pick love over. I guess your ability to provide is different, but what would you tell a woman to do? From a woman's point of view, I would tell you to always look at the person's pockets. No matter how much you're in love with a guy, you need to keep your eyes open. You need to check for red flags because everybody has red flags, but there are some red flags that generally we know those are real red flags. So what I would say is check for red flags have your mind on right. Understand that in the long run, what it really is about is about combining incomes. It's about family. It's about one common goal. That's what this whole thing is about. Everything everything else is just what it takes to get there and the disagreements along the way. Yeah, I would definitely say choose pockets for the sole reason that when you choose love and love doesn't become enough really quickly uh, after that honeymoon stage and you got to move out of your parents' house and you got to do things on your own with your mate and you see they cannot provide a certain lifestyle for you or they can't even hold up their end of the stick because their pockets are thin and slim, then that love deteriorates real quick. And That's in a woman's eyes, right? The way that women... Yeah, Excuse for me. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you just become resentful and the love is not there anymore. You just have resentment where love used to be. And a woman needs to definitely have security when thinking about growing a family with someone. And security could be different things. Like It can be money, monetary things, but it could also be, okay, he's driven. And that's my security that a driven man will never be broke or will never have me out on the street with a kid mm-hmm. or never make me the sole or breadwinner for this household. Okay. Would you say that what you're feeling is rooted in, in fear or would you say it's rooted in logic, the way that you think about um, I a think man's role? a little bit of both. Okay. So... Do you believe that if a man can't provide for you, right? And when we say provide, let's think about what provision is. That's mm-hmm. something that everybody thinks about differently, right? So when you say provision, when it comes to a house or when it comes to shelter, would you accept an apartment or would you say you want a house? Because that's a different kind of provision. But I know that people can provide apartments and not everybody can provide I mean, apartments are cool. Like, can you... Yeah, apartments for sure. Can you hold down an apartment, number one? 
Um, if I'm on maternity leave or anything, if I get sick, can you still hold it down for both of us? Even though a home would be nice for you to raise children in. But yeah, apartment's fine. It's just, can you have a stable enough income that allows for both of us to be good if you were needed to step up and take the share, the lion's share of the household? Okay. So for you, you're always Especially thinking about. So for you, you're always thinking about the family. What's best for the family from the very beginning. So you're always planning for that. And if and if there is a kid in the mix, mm-hmm. you will feel now that there is fear because you have an expectation of where you need to be. And if you're not there, it's kind of like Mayday. Yeah, and if I'm not there, the weight is on my shoulders. When I should have the luxury of staying with my child and doing the child rearing and staying at home, feeding my child, at least for the first six months to a year with my child, feeding my child and breastfeeding and all that. Okay. So just doing your mom, your mommy duties. Yeah, not having to worry. Oh, I got to go to work after my six weeks are up because... My man can't hold it down or, you know, all that good stuff. Why is it that women will date a guy who they may think can't hold it down, right? But once they do get pregnant and there's a kid in there, now they expect the guy to be something else that he never showed you he was before. My feeling is that a lot of women date and marry men based off of potential and the hope is that once they do get married or do have a family and you see the baby in front of you that that will make you want to change if you haven't already and actually hone in on your your man skills your man instincts to provide okay so you're saying that whenever you have a baby right that it should do something to us, correct? That's your yeah, because that's your premise. I physically have the baby, but you also have the baby. No, correct. So you feel like because you've carried the baby, you know that's a different experience from a woman's end of it, right? So that's why you know that us as men, we always understand that you guys have at least in the beginning, typically a stronger connection than we have with the baby because you carry it, right? So we don't carry. The baby. Mm -hmm. So what about if guys don't have that connection that you have the moment that they see the baby? What if, what if it's something that they have to um, grow into? You can definitely grow into fatherhood, but also have a logical mind that I actually need to give more to this baby. Like, do you need to grow into that? Like in order to think that, do you need to have a bond with your child in order to have that thought men in general i don't think that we we look at kids the same way that you you look at kids right so when you're judging us or when you have expectations for us right what you need to really think about is the connection you have for the kid may not be the connection that we have for the kid so the expectation and 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 knowing your partner and understanding where you guys are and always communicating and doing that 
especially whenever you have a kid there, right? And not only communicating, but understanding where you guys are and actually giving each other that grace. Like I always say, just just understanding each other and knowing that, okay, just because I am a person who is, who has that mother bear instinct ready, who already knows that I need to be at a certain level to provide for my kid. I already have that instinct in me. Sometimes on, on, on the other end, if a guy is, was whatever he was before he had a kid, that's who he's going to be after he has a kid or whatever. I don't think guys really look at it and go and say, because I have a kid, I have to step it up another notch, right? Like how you guys do. Because I believe that guys sometimes believe that they are providing enough, but it's just the expectation goes up on your end, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe sometimes you need to communicate that so you guys can go and see, like, like, a, like a checkpoint. I would just say, just do a checkpoint, communicate, and say, well, look, my expectations have changed now that we have this kid in the mix. Yeah, instead of just assuming. Yeah, do you think going to, like, do anything about that? Like, um, or say, you met me how you met me. You know how I was. I mean, Can that's you why you me? have to have that kind of guy who understands self-correction, who knows how to just, how to just understand his woman and always have her her best interest in mind, because I believe if, if if you're in a relationship with somebody for the long term, and if you guys are doing it the correct way, in the correct way that I think is, I'm having your best interest in mind, you having my best um, interest in mind. If we both have that mindset, to me, everything stems from that. Okay, so would you tell your daughter, if you had a daughter, right? Uh-huh. Would you tell your daughter to marry... Uh, let's say she's 20. Would you advise her to marry a 40-year-old who's already self-made, millionaire, half a millionaire, or to marry her boyfriend who she's in love with, another 20-year-old who has nothing, and you don't know where he was up? You see, when it's... It's very dangerous whenever we start talking about these um, hypothetical situations, right? But I understand what you're getting at whenever you say, if I had a daughter, would I let my daughter just date some old creepy man or whatever the case may be, right? Because I know that's that's the context. And that's what I heard, at least, whenever you said 20 to 40. I'm, I'm hearing... Someone your age, yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing that you're saying that if my, my daughter's too young... And would I accept her dating someone who is older than her just because this person has money, money. right? I could take care of her. She don't have to As a father, as a father, right? Like I told you, I don't prioritize providing overall, right? Over everything. Um, providing is, is something that I would take very seriously if, if they're in a relationship, and a serious relationship, where I think that he takes it seriously, he values her. Right, and then um, she values him. I'm not talking about uh, like a situation where you would think because he's older, he's taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. I understand. The power yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand as a guy, he has the power, right? I understand as a guy, he's older, and he would probably exert his power, his will, on my daughter, right? Um, that's just the reality of it as a father for you to really think about. So, from a, from a father's standpoint, I would make sure that this guy has a good moral compass. Right. Mm-hmm. There are other characteristics. There are other tests. When I speak to him, I'm a man. He's a man. Whenever we first see each other, like there's there's just things that you can tell about somebody that 
in a man space, I can tell about a man, and you you can look at you can look at that same man, and you can't see what I see. So to me, I'm a big energy person. So yeah, you you, you come good. into my house for one. You wanna you wanna take my daughter anywhere. I'm already you know what I mean looking to see who you are, understanding your characteristics. No matter what kind of motive that you think that you're hiding or whatever, you can't get that past me. So. That question is 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 very deep for me, even though it's a hypothetical question, right? But if we're keeping it hypothetically, I would I would say um, an older man in general, no matter what age you are, as a woman, you would want to date somebody older if your I goal, if your goal, right, is to have somebody provide for you. You living a certain lifestyle that you want to live or whatever, that's just that's just smart because that's what you want to do. But if you're a woman who values something else and you value love, you value connection, that's something that you can also do too and, and you shouldn't be shamed for it. But you, you need to understand that that may not always lead to the providing and the lifestyle that you're talking about. You chose what you chose and you need to live with the consequences. Uh, I couldn't do the double my age thing. Why not? Tell me why not. I don't know. I would feel like you're number one too close to my dad's age. You're more like my dad's friend, which is super Creepy. different. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was dating, I couldn't even date someone that was more than four years older than me because I was like, oh no, that's way too old. Oh, I remember, oh, I remember so whenever weird. before we. We were dating. Um, that was the biggest thing that was in my mind, too. I was like, oh, my God. She's, like, four years younger than me. Because um, I wasn't really thinking, oh, four years younger than me or whatever. Like, that's prime age or whatever. And you have more time if, if we wanted to have a family to, to like, you know what I mean? Knowing that before mm-hmm. you hit that that point where it's, it's harder to have a kid. I wasn't thinking like that before. But me, I was just more like, oh, my God. Four years? What do we have in common? Like, what can we really speak about? You know what I mean? Like, like, are you are you on my level? Like, that's what I was always thinking about. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, just by the age difference between us or whatever. And I'm just like, damn, son. If if I would have made my sole decision on your on your age, yeah, we both would have. <sighs> that's that's <laughs> insane. So that's why I will. That's why I would tell people you you never know. So you having all these little requirements in your head that saying because someone is this or they're tall or they're this age or whatever, you, you miss out. Happen. You miss out on a really good thing. So like I'm I'm always happy because I'm like, Oh my god, thank the Lord that I actually took a leap of faith. You know what I mean? That I actually was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Or yeah. whatever and just Took took that took that stuff with you and look at where we are now. Ten years. What what is it like? I I don't ever know how many years we are. Ten years later, and, yeah, decade later. And a lot of people get offended for that whenever their husbands don't know how long they've been together because it's like, oh my god. To me, it's it's been paradise. People always just say, yeah. So it's like exactly like I know I know dates like that. Like I know we got married in 2015. I know we got together in um, 2011. Yeah. That's it. Whenever we start talking about 10, 15, whatever, I'm like, I don't care. I know where we started. I know where we are. And it's beautiful. And my last question is, so, well, it's not really a question, but that's why I think 
uh, arranged marriages work. That's why I think arranged marriages work what a do lot I... of times because economically, socially, like the parents will never hook up. Like the powers are leveled. They will never hook up a low income family with a high income family. They keep the money all within. You have to match my family's level of wealth, and then they just match. Do you do you do you think these people are happy? Do you think these wives prioritize happiness? Do you think they are? How do you think they are with their husbands? Do you think they are submissive? I think because it's their culture, and they've already been raised in that Mm -hmm. way. It's not like oh, they have to retrain themselves on how to be like they. Most likely are submissive, but they've always been submissive to their either their brother or father, and they always do that. Okay, one day I will be arranged to marry a man, and these are my duties, but they won't be in vain. Mm. Okay, so do you believe in community when it comes to family? Do you yeah, believe? Yeah, sure, it takes a village. Yeah, but when I say community, right, do you believe in everybody in the community? Meaning the mother, the father, mm-hmm. the extended from the mother's side, the extended from the father's side, and then beyond, cousins, nieces, all of this stuff. Do you believe that's what family... I think the immediate family, okay. for sure, and, is and, and, deeply involved with the marriage. Like In some cultures, the wife moves in with the husband's family, and... The mother-in-law and the new wife do everything together for the house. They don't work. They just stay at home and do everything together for the house. But from the people that I know that have arranged marriages or the older people that they're still together and they say that they're happy and they look happy, I think it works, but you also have to have still a good spouse. Like, your family has to arrange you with someone that's respectful, too. Not someone that's going to abuse you because you you're think, arranged. You think they look at respect? You think that's what they look at? They go. No, I think I, families definitely overall look at how the husband, how much money the husband can provide for the, for the daughter and family. And meaning... Pretty much, they're looking at reputation and stature. Mm-hmm. They're looking and seeing what the two families can combine and, and using together, reputation yeah. and stature comes a different level of money and everything else that comes with it, right? Yeah. Because that just comes with reputation and stature usually. I don't know what it comes with now in this social media age or this, this <laughs> new environment that we live in. Because you know now celebrities are not even celebrities. You know, um, everybody is reachable. Everybody is touchable. Mm-hmm. If you guys are wondering, that is the Mai. He's he's probably going to be on a whole bunch of episodes with us, which is always good. Which is always good too, because um sometimes he doesn't go to bed. Uh, Sometimes he's sick, but he is definitely alive. Uh, You will hear him in the back here and there, sneezing, coughing, cuckooing. Oh my, sneezing, coughing. He's barely ever sick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had a couple episodes where he was sick. He's but, been sick two times in two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely... So, he, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's not an overall sick person. Absolutely. 
Yeah, he's definitely not an overall sick person. He is he is a big strong ox. But um he's always in the background. We love him and Where's his mommy? Exactly. When it comes to arranged marriages, I would say the reason the reason why they succeed is because they keep the money within them. And keeping the money within them comes with a with a different level of expectation from both families. I believe both families already have that standard. There's there's a level of dishonor. There's a level of disrespect. There's a level of um, dishonoring your family mm-hmm. that you have to <laughs> uphold to. And I think just nowadays, people don't have that shame. I don't think people think that whenever they don't make something work, they don't represent something bigger than them. Like, I don't think people think they represent their family. And they're embarrassing their family whenever they whenever they make the decisions that they make. And I think it's even sadder whenever you make those decisions and then you don't own up to it. That That's always the part that that confuses me. Because you can't run from the truth, right? Because you're living it every day. But I don't understand what reality do you live in when you don't when you don't own it. So what are you trying to fix or where are you trying to go if you don't even understand the situation that you're in, like the the full gravity of what you're in and what you're yeah. affecting? And I think I don't know if I would ever like in I was in any culture if my personality would allow for an arranged marriage or if I would want an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. Because then some people want to choose the love over an arranged marriage. But love... Love Love don't pay the bills. Exactly. Like love... Love is a temporary feeling, right? And when you're young, you're naive, right? When you're young, you can only see the world as far as your experience takes you, right? That's so you you make decisions based on what you know so thus far, and usually love is a, is is a feeling that we we gravitate to that we all recognize, and since we recognize it, we try to make the best out of it, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think love is solely what you should be depending on. For a long-lasting relationship, because even for us, there are some days we love each other. There are some days mm-hmm. we hate each other. We go through like we go through ups, we go through downs. If we said that our relationship is built solely on love, like what yeah. would what would that do? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't think love overall is a long is a smart long-term decision. Yeah, I also think like like I said previously, love can. If it, something's just based on love, it can be broken easily. Correct. And I think even when we were getting married, the priest, when we did that counseling, he was saying, why do you want to get married? And I think I even answered, because I love you. And he was like, that's not a good reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about love. Mm-hmm. What do you say about my my answer, though? That guy that was a real- skin. You remember? No, no, just that, trying to ask no. I want to know because it got underneath your skin. You kind of was like. What? I think um, he really liked your answer, but I think what. What was my answer? I which think which answer you did asked you ask? What? Um, 
He asked, what is a deal breaker? What is a deal That's breaker? That's what he asked. What is I a deal breaker? I said cheating. He didn't like my answer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you said disrespect. Disrespect. I said that 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 is that is a line that cannot be crossed for me. Like and I, he loved your answer. You no, know, because, because I because I believe like you have to understand. You were talking about an action, an yes. action, right? Mm-hmm. I am talking about an overall personality. Yes. So, like when he's asking, "What personality do you want for a long term?" Not what action will you not tolerate? Like I mm-hmm. believe you just heard, "What action will you not tolerate?" You get me? But but what is a deal breaker is not what action you will not tolerate. Yeah. Because you can't control. Like, exactly. Yeah, you can't control people. But but what it is, you can say that I have a baseline where I will not tolerate a disrespect that comes from my spouse because I don't I don't disrespect you. Mm-hmm. You get me? So I believe that is a great Well, I could baseline. have said disrespect too because cheating is part of disrespect. I think you would fall under that umbrella. Of course. So but, it's just but the talk- action and not the trait. Yeah, so you're talking about a feeling. You were talking about the the action of cheating would cause this, right? I am talking about there are more than just cheating mm-hmm. that that will that will be disrespectful to me. Like I would say, disrespectful to me would be um, if I have an idea and you shoot the idea down as if it's some child's idea that wasn't thought of or whatever. That would be disrespectful to me. I would think. If I have an input in my child's life and you wouldn't even think about it um, and you would just do whatever you want to do, I think that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? There's, you can put that in many different scenarios. That is not just a, if you cheat on me, whatever, that's disrespect. Because if you cheat on me, that's more than disrespect. That's betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's embarrassment. But we always just put one thing on it. And, we, and, and I always say when it comes to a guy, when you put something that heavy on him and, and you say that that is the only action or whatever, but you can do any other thing inside a relationship, I think that's a dangerous, dangerous um, premise for you to set for many reasons. You know what I mean? Why? Because it is good to have that standard. It is good for you to tell the person that's a baseline. I'm a person who will not take that. I'm saying the emphasis, right, on that is that is my whateverness and that it, instead of saying overall... I wouldn't do that to you, right? So you shouldn't do that to me. That is my baseline. You get me? Mm-hmm. But when if you're saying you shouldn't be cheating, you shouldn't be cheating, or whatever, and it's not, that's just you telling me what I should be doing. I'm telling you what I would not tolerate disrespect, therefore I would not disrespect you. Now you tell me what is disrespectful to you, right? And I tell you what's disrespectful to me. But that, that could be a list of many different things, mm-hmm. not just cheating. Nice. Yeah. I learned a lot. Y'all learned a lot. <laughs> right, Ma? Ma learned a lot. That was really good. A, a nice summary. We, yeah. we touched, um, what was the other yeah. topic that we touched? Arranged love. marriages, pockets. love versus pockets. <laughs> it is, yes. These, these are the many different topics that we have. We jump into different things here and there, but... Overall, we get back to what we need. What we need to get back to. It comes full circle. Yes, uh, everything is connected anyway. So we no matter what we exactly, we are moving fluid beings. We are connected. Uh, let me see if we have one more question. So one more question was, 
love can turn to hate and resentment. Yeah. So, what do you have to say on that? If you pick someone that you love, and then later on, they don't meet your expectations. And, yeah. then, and then now, love, love, what was once love, is turns to hate and resentment. Yeah, because one person didn't pull their part. So, all the weight is falling on the shoulders of another person. So, for sure, love will turn into resentment. And I think it's because one person is holding the entire weight of the and the responsibility of the of both people, of the whole entire couple. So when you feel like you're the giver and someone's constantly taking and not putting in, you're going to feel resentment. Permanent decisions are made when in that honeymoon stage, in that love stage, such as getting married and or having kids, which are both two very permanent decisions. Uh, having kids more than getting married because of course you can get a divorce uh, but that's something you can't undo having kids with someone you can call a love child that's beautiful but at the end of the day if that person's not a provider or you chose love over pockets you have what do you think you have nothing you're you're more stressed right the only place where I would disagree with you is, I believe firmly in my heart, having kids and getting married is permanent. That's the only thing that I would disagree with you on. I believe that we don't take relationships as seriously as we should take them. So, I even saw that you said it so loosely, like having kids is permanent, but married is not because you can always go and get a divorce. Mm-hmm. I believe if we always have that mindset... That's part of the reason why I believe that women can just have kids. Men and women can just have kids so loosely and and not protect the family. Not uh, have consequences. Not protect the family. It's about protecting the family. Family is community. Mm-hmm. You want to build a community. And how can you build a community if you're not protecting the family? So I just think that that's the only part where I disagree with you. I believe that marriage and kids, it's permanent. So you need to be sure and you need to make permanent decisions from the knowledge that you do have. Not on love because love but is emotion. Exactly. Body. I don't believe you should make many decisions yeah. on emotions because emotions are temporary. Yeah. Uh, you usually feel them. They're, yeah. they're usually very yeah. strong in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Okay, how do you know yeah. you're using logic for emotions? Yeah. First of all, everybody feels an emotion whenever they feel like they're slighted, when they feel like someone did them wrong, or they feel like they were wrong. Everybody feels an emotion, so it's okay for you to feel the emotion. The separation will come in when you sleep on it, you wake up, you have to digest it, you have to think about what it was that you did, what it was the person did, think about the situation, and... Think about it objectively. Don't think about it in a way where you want to be right or whatever you think about it. Everything you did was right. Everything the other person did was wrong. Because that's not how things are. People don't... It's not always one person that's right and the other person's wrong. You can be... You can be overall right, but you took some wrong steps along the way. 
So you need to admit where you were wrong. That's when you start thinking logically. You admit where you were wrong. You understand that in life, we are wrong sometimes. But I believe that sometimes some people just don't feel like they're wrong or they feel like if they admit that they're wrong, that it's like something will change or someone will look at them yeah. differently. That's me. <laughs> I hate being wrong. Maybe it's my perfectionist personality. You hate to admit yes. that you were wrong. You don't no, hate you don't hate I hate being wrong and admitting that I was wrong. Okay. So you're you're admitting now that sometimes you are wrong? Yes. That's nice. Progress. Don't you just love it, people? Uh, <laughs> I know it's it's hard for a lot of people to admit that they're wrong, um, man or woman, but to me, I believe women have a harder time admitting that they're wrong. I concur. Nice. Overall, my advice would be whenever you're going to be with somebody long term, you need to first pick somebody who has good character, a person that your goals at the time at least align with that person because it gives you something to work towards. Those goals need to be something that are big enough for you, something that you can achieve long-term and not short-term goals because I think when you have short-term goals on things, I think it, it throws it off. So I would say like a, like a big long-term goal that you can have would be like you want to be married. That's something that you you know that if, if you are dating someone, you should know if your outcome is you want to be married, right? Or if you want to just date and whatever comes of it, comes of it. So you need to be clear on that. So you and the person needs to be clear on that. And I think if we are clear on that um, fact of it, I don't think that we would have that many kids born out of our life. So, we're not saying that love or clock is one of the other. It's wrong, actually, kind of did. But if you choose love or clock, it's just be aware of the potential outcomes and what are you ready and willing to deal with. Mm, ready and willing to deal with. So, on that note, Fan. the two of us, as, as well as the mind, who you heard throughout the whole episode in the background. We will see you on the next episode of Cremas and Coquito. Bye.